three, two, one. Four weeks down, Trippin' B. Charlotte finally has got their first win in the books. How are we feeling today? Are we back? Are we back? Are we good? Oh, we're back, baby. We're back and better than ever, man. Uh, For the Crown Baby is rocking and rolling with the first three points in a beautiful, uh, so rare in the States rivalry, uh, a so rare in the States Mm -hmm. derby match uh, between Orlando and Charlotte. You know, I got mad love for my boy, the Taco Slayer, Borje Hargis, uh, over there on the SITS basketball pod killing it with alec uh but he's a huge orlando fan he actually came to charlotte last year and uh i think i gave him my extra ticket and uh he used that to watch orlando beat us here in our house it was nice to go return the favor uh there's points to the crown baby we love it and unfortunately it took i had to sacrifice literally every single one of my uh so5 lineups uh to (laughs) the uh, to the rotation and substitution gods for this to happen but charlotte did get the win at least yeah, very rotated lineup. But we'll definitely talk about that here in a second. Uh, we are joined today by a, uh, a brand new content creator. So go ahead and check him out over on uh, on the YouTubes. Uh, this is Mini Me. How are you doing today, buddy? Yeah, not too bad. Thank you. Yeah, doing really well. Awesome. Yeah, well, we appreciate you coming on and, and joining. You've got a, a new channel kind of starting up here and trying to yeah. trying to get some more views. Just tell us a little bit about you know what kind of goes on over there and, and what you kind of what you kind of do. Well, um, I've always looked up to uh, like different YouTubers, like uh, Quinny, big, big guy. I've always followed him in different platforms that he's been in. So really, it's just a voice um, of, a, of a young person in England, really. Um, I play a bit of football manager. Um, just take it generally as, as just, like I say, using my voice, which I think, you know, a, a platform like So Rare needs as many voices as it possibly can have. Yeah. For sure. And it, as as you kind of grow and as as new people start to get into it, it's it's really exciting to see those different perspectives and see, you know, I me and, and Trippa may think the same way, but if somebody else comes in and has a different opinion, that might be the, the way to go. So uh, we always love to uh, to support new creators and, and try to get you a, a little bit more, uh, you know, out there in the public, if you will. But we appreciate yeah. you coming on. You, you're not a big MLS guy, but you started to get into it recently. Do you have like a, a team that you're kind of following or any specific players that you're looking at? Um, first of all, I appreciate for you bringing me on. Um, I do have a team that I am following, um, which is because I'm a Manchester City fan. It's got to be New York City. Um, but there's a, it is still a couple. Proud. Yeah, well, exactly. Um, but there's still a few players that I am looking at, you know, like Hector Herrera. Because I've known him, I, I believe it was Atletico, weren't it, that he was at? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. So I've obviously I've got a couple of people here that I know, you know, that I'm just kind of still looking out for. Almada, you know, Almeida. I, I butcher names all the time, but you know, it's it's people like that as well. There's a lot of youngsters coming in, isn't there? Yeah, definitely coming in with a bunch of kids from South America, a bunch of kids from North America that are all starting to get onto that road to kind of be in stars, right? The MLS traditionally used to be, you know, retirement league where you get your, your uh, peer lows in, you get your David Beckham's in, you get your, you know, superstars. They come in after they're, they're kind of done playing uh, at the highest levels. Now it's starting to become more of a development league. It's starting to become more, you know, the 20 year olds are the exciting ones that you got to go watch. And you, you hit on Tiago Almada, who is absolutely absurd uh, ridiculous free kick. Atlanta thumps Portland five to one. Trippin, uh, I know you're you're a big fan of Atlanta, uh, being the uh, the old crosstown rivals there. That's you know across two states. But um, this kid Almada, what are the chances he stays through the summer and actually finishes the season with Atlanta? United? The, the the Carolina Charlotte FC is a team for both of the Carolinas, so we are not across two states. We are right next door to Georgia. Don't get it twisted. <laughs> And uh, the answer is Amada's free kick is the highlight of the week. It was the most excellent play that we saw. Uh, it led it led off and finished the MLS rap show that was on Apple TV uh, yeah. uh, this morning uh, that I got up and watched because I didn't get to watch a ton of the games because we were kind of saying, 
uh, side note, you know, I was so happy when I was found out that all the games would have a similar kickoff times. Cause I was thinking, Hey, like this is a chance for MLS to like, claim Saturday night. But now I'm like right. missing like too much of the action. Unfortunately, I wish there were more afternoon games like there used to be all of a sudden. So just shows you can never please an MLS fan, but Almada is absolutely insane. Uh, he won't be here long. I, I'm not, I'm just, I'll steal the line that everybody's using. It'll be interesting to see what kind of European uh, interest he does drum up in the summer. He's definitely doing it and doing it and doing it well right now. I think, uh, you know, form runs, comes and goes and runs. So we'll see if he can keep it up all the way through. Atlanta's flying high right now. It's This has been one of the big talking points right now today in Charlotte FC fandom is that uh, Atlanta and New England are top of the East and St. Louis is top of the West. So those are the three teams Charlotte lost to. So we're actually fine because we're only, we're only losing <laughs> to the league. So. <laughs> I don't know. Well, uh, I, I don't, it's easy I don't to be top of the league when you beat when you beat a team. You get three points. Probably. Yeah, I I do have a uh, a rivalry with Atlanta, but I don't have a hatred for Atlanta. I'm I'm a old school. The first one of the uh, I think one of the first MLS games I ever bought a ticket for was a Atlanta game when I drove down and want to watch Al Marone and Joseph. I've got I've got you know, a few free tickets for games years before that, but. Uh, yeah, I, I used to, I was an Atlanta United fan, a reform, a reformed Atlanta United fan before I became a Charlotte fan a little bit. So yeah, it's nice to see him doing well, I guess. Arujo got another goal, uh, which is yep. nice on my, uh, Big on time. one of my teams, the only team that might've had a chance to do something, but, uh, unfortunately, yeah, goalkeeper conceded yeah. late. So as always, Mi- many me tell me is Tiago Almada <laughs> overpriced for what he is right now, right? He's. He's 20 years old, midfielder. He's he's going to probably be moving over the summer. Yes, he's putting up elite scores, but like you can get a Jude Bellingham for basically the same price. Is uh, is he overpriced? For, from an English perspective kind of thing, like Premier League pricing, would you say? Because, you know, in Premier League pricing, I'd say, you know, he's not hitting Bellingham heights really, is he? You know, again, Bellingham for me, it might be, you know, people put down the pitchforks, but 150 million that's being quoted for Bellingham. That's too much for me. Yeah, he's a good talent, but 150 million. And, you know, you're coming from a, a a fan here that paid 100 million for Jack Grealish. But I would say Almada, you know, you're probably going to get a good, I'd say, 80 mil. I would compare him to Enzo Fernandez. That's the, the comparison yeah. I would want to. Well, I'm talking about Sora price. I'm talking about buying buying him on Sora. His limited card is but, basically the same oh, as Jude Bellingham. Yeah, but on on Solray, this is on Solray. He's just absolutely donning it right now, isn't he? He's just doing it. He's hitting what? What is it? Is he second ninety plus now? Is it? I think when I yeah, was looking last games. night, he's, yeah, he's second and he has a seventy nine and an eighty five. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what I mean. So you know, when you get a decisive well, game, that can happen. That's what Driussi did last year too. Right. Well, this this is what I mean. But he's he's so good as well, though, isn't he? Really, even just watching him like that free kick. That had no right to even go in, really. No, nah, he, he struck that from was. a long way away. That was wild. And he put it that, literally straight in the upper 90. It was perfectly placed. Um, there is yeah, another I, player, though. Sorry. Um, there yeah. is another player I'm looking at is Caleb Wiley, only 18. And he, yeah. he played really well last night. You know, yep. just looking at his Two stats games. now, pulling him up. Four games started, three goals. Yeah, and and a guy that's on the U.S. national team radar as well. He's been in the U-20 competitions before. Somebody that Atlanta is really excited about. From a sower perspective, I don't know if he has enough AA to really be consistent, Um, but he's playing further forward this year than he did last year. So it might just be a throw throw out everything that happened last year. I mean, he's starting over Derek Etienne, who they signed as a free agent. I was going to say, to be fair, he's in his last two games, an 87 and a 73 is definitely nothing to be sniffed at. You know, he's all around is, like say, pretty weak, but they, it, he is down as a left-back. I'm going off, obviously, sofa score, and they've mm. got him down as a left-back. So if he's going to be playing this more like left-attacking mid, you know. Right. Yeah. The fact him, you the defender slot definitely affects your lineup building for sure. But I, yeah. I don't think it's sustainable for him to score twice and assist once and then last game score and assist. I don't think he's getting too decisive as a game is, is kind of my my point. I think he can get some of decisives if he's playing further forward. Um, but I need to see him start racking up some AA before I really 
really start to get on the Caleb Wiley hype train as far as sober goes, at least. Um, now, like mm-hmm. you said, as far as a prospect in real life, I mean, kids U23 until 2029, like he's going to be U23 forever. Um, and he's, he's definitely got a lot of talent. He again, been in the U S national team picture. So he's an interesting one. And if Atlanta continues to kind of dominate the way that they have the first few weeks of the season, um, there'll be one to watch for sure. Yeah. I think it's it's mainly getting Almada to stay where he is, isn't it? If he keeps on performing how he is now, it, it's just if he stays there, it's going to be a mad season for them. Yeah, I I think there's almost no chance that he makes it through the summer. Like I I just can't not see somebody not snapping him up. I mean, after being on Argentina's World Cup team uh, and then doing the, what he's doing already so far, he's a super hyped prospect. Um, yeah, I just, I can't see him staying through the summer, um, big heavyweight fight over the afternoon game, uh, which I actually did get to see this week, uh, Seattle and LAFC with a nil, nil draw. Both teams had their chances to be fair. Um, but Seattle definitely looked like the better team. Granted, this was in Seattle and this was LAFC coming off the back of champions league. Uh, so it was a, it was an interesting one. Did you get to watch this at all? Or did you see anything about it tripping? Uh, I did watch the first little bit of this before I got into all my pregame festivities in Charlotte. I actually went to the, it was a double dip, uh, Charlotte independence, USL league one match. Uh, yeah. Then we went to the bar to watch FC. So, you know, getting in touch with soccer, true soccer roots, you know, just really getting into the grassroots level. This weekend for sure was fun. Uh, but I did, before I left for that match, I did see the first uh, opening 20 minutes or so of LA and Seattle. I think, the thing that the first thing that struck me was that it's just not fair that LA can run these lineups out. And like this guy Tillman, all of a sudden is like, they, they can rotate yeah. some guys and get a guy like Tillman in. How do they get these uh, guys? Yeah, absolutely unfair. And and I was with a big Bayern Munich fan at the place I was watching. He was like, he's like, Oh, he was, I guess LAFC just signed some partnership with Bayern Munich recently. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, uh, just, you know, the risk get richer for LAFC, but Sounders did their job and, and held them to a nil-nil draw. And, uh, you know, we live to fight another day from these two that will probably be facing each other again down the road. Yeah, this felt like a Western Conference final. It was like heavyweights throwing punches at each other. Uh, both teams were moving the ball very, very fluidly. You mentioned Timothy Tillman in the middle, Elia, Kellen Acosta. They went us out. Um, and they just, they, they just have so many pieces, man. They, they brought in Biuk and, and Sifuentes off the bench. Like, yeah. It's absurd. Uh, from the Seattle perspective, uh, notable injury, Jackson Reagan. Don't know how long he'll be out, but he did come off in the 55th minute, uh, which opens the door for your boy. Javier my, Arriaga. My, my Ariaga card comes back to life. I love it. Let's yeah. go. I don't know. Ariaga wasn't uh, wasn't super impressive when he no, was in there. No one, uh, no one was, is angrier angrier about that than uh, Brian Schmetzer. I, uh, he hates Ariaga for yeah. sure, and uh, yeah. it's too bad uh, that he's going to have to play him now. I, I, we talked about Ariaga being a transfer move potentially to some other team in the league that needs to step back. We'll have to see what's up with Reagan because I don't know the extent of his injury yet either. But uh, hey, if our if Javi's come back, then then. We'll make the most of it. Hopefully I might put him in a lineup next weekend. You never know. It was looking like a muscle injury for Reagan, which is, you know, a couple weeks to six weeks, maybe tops, I would think. Um, So Ariaga, I think is going to get his chance. It's going to get his chance to kind of roll things out. Um, Now, have you seen either of these two teams play? I mean, obviously they're on the West coast, so it's time-wise it's difficult to see them in England, but um, did you, uh, did you watch this game at all? Many me? I didn't actually. Um, I was so I think that kicked off quite early for us because um, obviously a yeah, lot of like our games. PM. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I was, I was actually, you know, I didn't actually. I, I was coming out of the Burnley Manchester City game, and I, I seen a few bits on Twitter about the referee kept on stopping the games, and that's all I've really seen about it. Hmm. I hate to see that MLS referees, man, they kill me. I didn't really notice that when I was watching. I, w- I didn't have the sound on because our the the team I work for uh, was also playing at the same time, um, so I had the sound on for our game. But yeah, I, I didn't notice the referee stopping the game a whole lot. Um, there was one spot where Aaron Long was trying to get to a ball that Stefan Fry had covered, and he like kicked at it one too many times, and the defenders got all upset, and they all started pushing each other. And that was right before halftime, and got a bunch of cards, but. 
um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't really, didn't really see that or notice that too much. Um, but yeah, I mean, Seattle again, looks like, looks like the team that I thought they would be last year. Xiao Paolo makes such a big difference, um, in this team. And I think that's really something that just kind of dawned on me yesterday is these big teams that have really, really good defensive midfielders that like advance the ball, like a Xiao Paolo, um, like a Jack Price, who we'll talk about in a little while, like an Elia for for LAFC. Um, th- really, these teams live and die by these defensive midfielders. And all the, the strikers and the wingers always get the high praise. The Almadas, even Almada can kind of play a little deeper and can kind of get that ball through the midfield. Um, but like the Zhao Paulo and how much of a difference he made last year when he was hurt and to this year, it's a whole different team. It's a completely different fluid attack for them. Uh, and one of the other big ones, uh, big defensive midfielders that I that I want to kind of touch on is uh, Nuobodo for Cincinnati, um, because when he basically the second that he transferred in, Cincinnati has been a really quality team since then. Uh, and they go on the road to Chicago and salvage a three three draw with Lucho Acosta playing ten minutes and scoring uh, scoring two goals in those 10 minutes to come back on Chicago and get the three, three draw Chicago scored some really, really nice goals uh, as well, by the way, that was another one of the, another one of the games that I was watching. Um, Chris Brady in this, in the sticks for, uh, for Chicago got kind of left out to dry quite a bit, which was not fun for me having him in a very competitive U 23 lineup. Um, he, he did play pretty well. Like he made some outstanding saves but Chicago's just really bad, man. Like Chicago might be one of the worst teams in the league. Uh, they cannot leave him out to dry like that very much. And I think Ezra Henderson, Ezra Hendrickson, is not going to be long for this world uh, there in Chicago. Um, any thoughts about Chicago, Cincinnati, Dan? Uh, I just that you're pretty much right. I think, I th- and it's too bad because I know Brady came at a huge premium price for people that were buying him in the off season, and still, still now even. In- with a down market, he's uh, highly thought of. He has a ton of U23 eligibility, so you got to pay up for him if you want him. But right now, you're not necessarily getting the reward. It's you know, it's just an expensive ticket into uh, the U23 division. Yeah, and I mean, I can see he he'll have some value um, playing at home against some of the weaker teams. I think he could he could rack up a few saves, uh, and he's gonna get AA. Like he's he's gonna rack up AA just like Gaga did. If he ever keeps a clean sheet. He's going to have, you know, a 70, 80 point night, but for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So he's got a lot of upside, but yeah, he's, uh, he's going to be an interesting one to, uh, to watch for sure. As long as he keeps starting, then that's all that you care about for sure. Yeah. Which Spencer Ritchie is not going to start over him. They're going to have to make a transfer for somebody. If, if they want somebody else in there between the sticks, um, Montreal gets a three to two win at home against Philadelphia. Philly was up to one at the end of this game and uh, Montreal played Lasada ball. And here we are. It's three, two uh, Philly loses most of their team next week for uh, international play. So That'll be something to watch for sure. The Philly B team is uh, still pretty good and they're going to be playing Orlando B basically uh, with all the international. I get, to, I, get, I get to play my Paxton Aronson rookie card. He's starting for the Philadelphia he's, he's, team, right? Is he not gone? No, he's at Frankfurt. He's gone. He's at Frankfurt. <laughs> yeah, it's, I was going to say, start, but, your, but, start your Quinn Sullivan and your Jack uh, McGlynn, but not your Paxton Marins. I was going to say, was Montreal not the game where it was I – don't, I don't really know what happened. First three minutes, they got a penalty, didn't they? A uh, yellow card for a handball, and then a yeah, penalty in the yeah. first three Kyoto minutes. scored a penalty in the third minute. I didn't watch this one, to be fair. Uh, Gleznist was booked in the second minute for uh, for a handball. Um, and then Ure gets two goals. Um, Gazdag, the assist on both of those to put them ahead. Julian Carranza gets sent off in the 69th minute. Um, and then 90th minute, Chinoso 04 scores to, t- to equalize. And then the 98th minute, Romel Kyoto. Uh, scores to give Montreal their first one of the year. Kieto's just one of those guys that we all should have bought because he's like the only one who's ever going to do anything in Montreal. But it's just so hard for me to pull the trigger on old. I feel like you get hurt anytime. But if you find the right ones, man, they can score. This guy just absolutely crushes. I mean, Kyoto, does Kyoto not remind you of um, Ola Kamara for DC like two years ago when Lozada was the coach and Ola Kamara tied for the Golden Boot? 
I felt like almost every one of those all goals was luck, but maybe I'm wrong. There were, there were, to be fair, there were like nine penalty goals in there. I think Kyoto Kyoto is a vastly more skillful player than Ala Kamara, but uh, so it does does not remind, but I do think that uh, stat wise it's, it's playing out that way for sure. But just, just that like older striker that nobody respects kind of talent. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know. I'm just kind of. I'm not I saying all feel, of but yeah, just you know, maybe I'm just bitter because he scored against Charlotte. And was, yeah, and it, I mean, it didn't really work out well for Ola Kamara with uh, Hernan Lozada. So I don't know. We'll see. I I don't really want to buy Romel Kyoto, but it might just be the move. You know, it might he might not have a choice. Still, like he might just still be too cheap. Still probably cheap. Yeah. Yeah, he's still really cheap, especially in the rare division, which mm-hmm. you know I always need rare strikers. Um, well, yeah, so that's that's uh, Montreal against uh, against Philadelphia. Uh, New England gets a one nothing win over Nashville. Um, again, didn't watch this game. Not too sure exactly what happened. Um, uh, no, Carlos Heel, no problem. Gustavo Boo, I guess you know, got, got the job. I was going to say he is a man that I'm watching because I've got him in my gallery. Uh, Who, Bo, yeah, yeah. I, Bo, yeah. El, just call him the El Pantera. That's what he goes by, the Panther in Spanish. Yeah, El Pantera, the Pantera Bo. Yeah, well, I play a lot of um, FIFA, you know, FIFA, like, the, the, on the Xbox and stuff. And it, it just seemed like every week he was in, like, Team of the Week. And then I looked at him in Sora, and I was like, this guy just bleeds a 50. He just yeah. loves a 50. Yeah. And then I, I put him in my... Let me double check. I put him in my uh, two forty this week and put Keaton Parks in as my extra in my two seventy. Mm. And if I'd have just switched it around, I'd have been on for a reward. Ugh, brutal. Love to yeah. see it. Yeah, I'm Gustavo He's it, when he's healthy, he's very good. And I've been a Gustavo Bell hater for years. And I said two years ago when they were the greatest team of all time that he was way overpriced. And he was way overpriced at the time, but now. Being a four, well, he's also 33. So, yeah, he's probably still overpriced. But <laughs> again, older strikers. He just can't man, stay so healthy. Yeah. He can't stay healthy, man. Like, I don't, but with heel I don't out, trust he takes him at set all. Pieces. The thing is, he takes the set pieces with no Carlos heel. And that, that's his big advantage right now in SO5 for sure. Yeah. Uh, I still just, I don't know. I don't trust it very much. No, I don't uh, New England as a whole, though, I do trust. I think New England is kind of back a little bit. Dylan Barrera is really good. Like he's really, really reminds me of Tejon Buchanan, which was something they missed a lot last year. Um, they've been playing Bobby Wood up front. So, you know, the Vrioni guys are, are just out, out of luck there. Uh, Teeth Blessing. Yeah. What? Vrioni sucks. Like if you haven't, so yeah. you still hold his. Yeah. yeah. The, he, he's no Buxa for sure. Uh, Latif Blessing is in this team now, which I, I love. They still have the same basic back four. Petrovic is really good. When Petrovic's card comes out, it's going to be very, very, very expensive. He's still U23, right? I believe so, yeah. That pretty would, sure he's still U23. That might drop the price of Chris Brady also, just as more U23 keepers come available for sure. Yeah, that's true. Uh, New York. Gets a win at home over Columbus, 2-1. Uh, they do the old little comeback. Alexander Matan, or Alexandru Matan, uh, scored the first goal. It was a cheeky little, uh, just kind of stole the ball uh, as the goalkeeper was kind of coming out and just kind of rolled it past everybody and into the back of the net from way outside the box. Um, and then I guess uh, New York kind of took control of, of this game a little bit later on. Lakinia scores in the 58th, and then uh van zier is off and running uh, on the 86 the assist mm-hmm. from good old john tolkien who is who's back it's john tolkien back i got a feeling van zier is definitely gonna start to do a little better uh tolkien probably back at times i who knows there was a time when he was like supercharged for a, a good stretch of mls games last year yeah yeah uh, I mean, he's he's always down for an assist, and he's had back-to-back assists now, and the average is a 17 AA. So, I mean, can't really complain with that, you know? I know who would. Who? Nobody. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I'm agreeing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, yeah, Red Bulls Bulls over Columbus uh, 2-1 in this game. Uh, again, not one that I really watched. So. No Cucho Hernandez. That's the big headline for Columbus. Yeah. So, yeah, that's an True. issue, obviously. No Cucho. Uh, uh, and 
Lucas Elrond, bad game. Against the Red Bulls, I think the Red Bulls are always an upside opponent, but also a, a dangerous opponent to play your cards against because the way they press, they could either really severely limit your guys or they could open right. things up guys and so it's kind of a risk reward i never like playing at red bulls either red bulls no. are a very good very good regular season team people don't really realize that uh they actually have the same uh playoff streak that seattle does by the way they, if they make the playoffs this year they'll have a longer streak than seattle did to make making Uh-oh. the playoffs <laughs> don't tell sounders fans do not tell that to sounders fans yeah which I don't think people really realize that people all think Seattle's a great franchise, but mm-hmm. no one really thinks the Red Bulls are that great. And Seattle yet, definitely thinks here we are. That's for sure. Yeah, well, that's true. Um, and NYC and DC. Uh, did you watch this one, Mini Me? Yeah, it's um, I watched bits because what I was doing is I was flicking because I want to try and like immerse myself with as much. MLS as I can, you know, so I can like look at people, like say like Hexa Herrera and stuff. I was gonna come yeah. on to him when we got onto the game. So I was flicking, and what I will say is, um, is it Santi Rodriguez? I believe that. Yeah, Rodriguez. Yeah, he was so good. He just yeah. seems like really smooth on the ball. Um, from what I was watching, like say it was flicked, and I also do have a player that was playing in the game with. Um, Keaton Parks, he had a double double at one stage and that's been wiped off. Oh, um, yeah, so loads of points got wiped off at the end, but um, yeah, Opta, it, man. yeah, I do love a bit of Opta. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, it was um, it was a good, good game from what I've seen, definitely a good game from what I've seen. Um, yeah, just like I say, I wish I'd have watched the whole game. I, I, I do this all the time. I'll flick between, even when Champions League, you know, in England's on or Europe, I'll flick between games and then I always end up missing a goal or missing <laughs> something. So. Yeah. But it's okay because MLS 360, you never miss a goal. Ha <laughs> ha. Bug. Um, yeah. Santi Rodriguez makes a, a huge difference for, uh, for NYC. His second game back, I think maybe his first start back. Or I don't know if you made a start at last week. Um, but he makes a, a world of difference in this team. He opens up Talos Magno incredibly well. Uh, you mentioned Keaton Parks, beautiful little through ball uh, to get the first goal um, for NYC. I think it was the first goal. It was one of the goals. Um, and then DC, you know, down 3-0, just decides to start playing. And here they come, 3-2. Uh, had a great opportunity to equalize at the very end and, and couldn't quite do it. But like, man, if you're not really in the Sora world, but if you're in like the football betting world, just start betting DC United in the second half because they've been down in basically every game this year and they just kill people in the second half for whatever reason. People just start to sit back and give them space to hit these crosses and Benteke just eat people, eats people alive when you give them space. Like during the first half, there's no space. You can't get a cross in, and he isn't really doing much. Uh, but then the second half, you start to bunker down and start to try to hold on for the win. And, uh, and here comes DC. That plays right into their hands. Uh, give them a little space, and they uh, they will make you pay for it. Ted Cudi Pietro gets another start uh, here today, um, which is which is really good to see. Um, one. Injury note, Pedro Santos uh, comes off again. He was a sub in, and then he came off uh, for Yamel Assad, which you never like to see, um, especially with DC. We don't have a ton of depth. Uh, so never never a good thing. Um, Burnbaum scored one and probably should have had a second goal uh, in this game as well. Um, but, yeah, DC just, just kind of fighting, kind of doing it. I don't think they have the talent that everybody else has, but – uh, they're not gonna. They're not gonna get blown well, out like they were last year. At least they don't. You say they don't have the talent, but they do now have two. You know, ex Premier League players under the belt now. You know, with Benteke and Klitsch. Yeah. You know, Klitsch there with the two assists. You know, free free key passes. I think. That, do you reckon it takes long for Premier League players? I I don't know if I don't. I've not watched it enough, so I can't really say would it be a step down from like, you know, the, the Premier League is supposed to be the hardest league in the world, isn't it? So it is yeah. For them, is that the 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 step down that's gonna be harder for them or is it I don't it's, you know it's a step down. Like it's it's a hundred percent a step down. Um, but it's not like 
it's not like a step down to where you're just you're an ex Premier League player and you can now one v eleven the other team, right? Like you, you there's ex Premier League players on almost all the teams or like people that would be at that level. Um, so I mean, it, it really comes down to the people around and also the depth, but the people around them, like Chris Durkin is a decent player. Like he's an average player. He's probably like a Belgian league player. Uh, in fact, he did mm. play in Belgium for a little while. Nigel Roberta, uh, another one of the starters in this game. He's probably not quite even at that level. Ruan, we can ask our good friend uh, Taco Slayer about Ruan. He's very fast, but he can't cross the ball to save his life. Um, Kyle Walker. I mean, yeah. <laughs> well, he wishes he was Kyle Walker, basically. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that's Still this is kind of the like these guys are all like okay players. Like they're they're solid. They would probably play in like lower tier leagues in Europe. Um, but you're looking at the other side. I mean, Tiago Martins is great. Keaton Parks is great. Santi Rodriguez is great. Talos Magna is great. James Sands played at Rangers uh, and came back. Um, even Tavon I, I Gray am, has been pretty good. So, I mean. I am quite surprised, though, you know, with um, with New York City. Um, because you find, obviously, with Manchester City, we own so many clubs like Girona and stuff like that they send a lot of loans out a lot of the the youth get sent here but you don't actually find a lot of the the young lads going to new york which yeah I it's the, found strange it's the mls it's the mls transfer rules uh wow. or like the salary cap rules i should say like the they if they go out on loan they have to pay a certain percentage of their of their salary um so like if they if they do take a loan it has to be like a player that's like coming through the academy and is getting paid almost nothing to fit within the MLS like regulations. Um, now, theoretically, if there was like a, if there was a really good young player that they wanted to make like a young DP, they could do that, but they'd have to have a DP spot open. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's just kind of, it's difficult to do loans in for MLS teams from like big leagues. If that makes sense. Yeah. Cause I know there was whispers the of, uh, I mean, have you seen Maxime Perone, who we've recently bought City? There was whispers that he was going to be going over to New York. But then I've also heard from people that I know that he's actually just there to help settle Alvarez in. So, yeah. like I say, I've always just kind of wondered, you know, why we've never just gone ego of them. We yeah, break salary, the MLS salary cap is a beast. It is very difficult to play. If you ever play, if you, you, you said you play football manager, play yeah. a, a, a league or play a save on uh, on an MLS team. The salary cap rules are wild to try to fit everybody in and try to get the maximum amount of talent that you can on your team is very, very difficult. Um, and that's the way it is in real life too. It, it Effectively, what it does is make all of these teams basically equal. So any given night, anybody can beat anybody. Um, which is a little bit different than the kind of overseas, but um, it does make things exciting and it does tend to lead to a lot of goals as well. So um, you were talking before about having a bunch of goals. That's kind of part of the reason is the salary cap. Um, but yeah, NYC gets City the win over find DC. A way around it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll find a way. If there's we'll one team that can skirt financial <laughs> rules, it's definitely we'll City. Find how about Julian Alvarez to New York City? Can we make that happen? Loan deal. Uh, no, considering he scored two last night at him, I think I think I'll keep him. You can have Haaland yeah. if you want. Haaland uh, for a week. Yeah, That's that dude's good. okay. He's he's pretty uh, good at this game. Um, all right. I think it's tripping time. Let's talk Charlotte. Tell me what you saw, tripping. Uh, well, like I hinted at earlier, I saw a disaster for my SO5 because uh, Pablo Cisniega got benched. For George yeah. Marks, the backup. George Marks time, baby. Yeah, I know you got Clemson ties to George Marks, but uh, he's a national uh, champion, and I won't have you saying me, otherwise. You know, you know, I have to eat crow on it. I've been preaching Cisniega to people, saying that he's going to be good even after Kalina comes back, but now he's already getting rotated. I don't know for sure if it was a just uh, a rotation thing and trying to keep both goalkeepers fresh because they know Kalina's the true starter. That's kind of what I thought it was. But uh, it doesn't bode well for Pablo that George did play a good game and have a big save at the end. One issue is that there were two. We could have lost this game 3-2 because there were two like barely, barely, barely offside goals that, that uh, thankfully were wiped for VAR. But 
I don't know. Marks did okay. He had really good AA points. Um, I have I so I have super rare and rare and limited of of Cisniega and Kalina. I only have rare and limited of Marks. So it's unfortunate to lose a super rare goalkeeper, but I'm not as not super hurt with it. I can still sound like I'm losing a lineup because uh, I can just run Marks if he's going to be the starter. Hopefully, we'll know one way or the other. Hopefully, the local media does their job uh, here in town and uh, asks the questions in the midweek press conferences, but. Uh, and gets the answers, I should say, is even more important than asking. Um, but the other thing was they benched Carol Soderski, the designated player who's been sort of miscast in a right wing role. Unfortunately, uh, you know, our coach, he, our coach made a lot of changes. Uh, Christian Latanzio made a lot of changes to the lineup, but he didn't change the system. And he still had people mm-hmm. doing, you know, sort of like where the four, two, three, one morphs into a three, two, two, two in, in attack, basically. And uh, it works sometimes. It doesn't. It, it didn't work at home against Atlanta. It worked against tired Orlando, uh, having having putting some different tired and very into rotated Orlando too. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Orlando brought their strongest team for sure, except except Antonio Carlos, who's Michael Holiday, Thor Hall, Duncan McGuire. I saw, who would you? I see a who, lot who, of these guys. I, all I hear from Orlando fans is how much they love Duncan McGuire. I mean, I know they love their Duncan McGuire, but Kara is still the he's still surely the starter there. No, Kara's not. not good. Kara's really. Not I don't good. think Kara is good either, but I think but, he's still the starter. I mean, they started Fagundo, Perea, and Ojeda, and uh, and Gaese and uh, Schlegel, Jansen, who might you know they could have put Antonio Carlos in one or four of those two. But as far as I'm concerned, that was their strongest team. Um, either way. Uh, Charlotte was way more rotated because Swiderski was out. You know, he was, he's, I, I was preaching him as a buy all off season because at, at the end of last year, he played a, the number 10 role and was like becoming really good for SO five with even some set pieces. And then all of a sudden the season starts this year and he's out on the, the right wing as a left footed player. <laughs> Jokes on you. We don't have a number 10 role. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, so uh, it's been a slow start, and him getting rotated, I think, has a little bit at least to do with um, that he, in fact, he's going on international duty. So keep him fresh yeah. for his trip to Poland, and, you know, who knows if he'll even play in the Euro qualifiers or not, but I hope so. I'll put him in a lineup and see what happens. Um, Might as well. But, Erwin uh, Vargas scored. Vargas looked good. He got a little bit of deflection, but he had a really nice shot, and he created a bunch of shots. Like, like the whole problem with Charlotte a lot of times this year has been not shooting – and now the the they've got guys who are the, like Vargas going in and shooting. It, he just loves to shoot, shoot, shoot. And Copetti likes to shoot too. So uh, Vargas has no card. Nuno Santos, who subbed in at halftime. Ashley Westwood picked up a first half knock and got hurt in this game. So mm. if you've been on a Westwood train, you, might, you want to double check that this week. Uh, but Nuno Santos, who came in for him, has no card, unfortunately. So some of these, it's there's some unfortunate uh, situations with some of our uh, guys that were waiting for the new MLS cards to drop to get a few other Charlotte guys. But uh, yeah, all, all in all, Der- Derek Jones is doing re- like, take a look at Derek Jones. If you, if you need a cap cap mode midfielder, because this guy is getting, you know, 50 plus uh, pre- pretty nicely uh, lately. And I think his L 15 is still a little bit low. So you know, give me is, a uh, is Ben Bender still alive? Ben Bender finally did sub in the theme of the night was just change. And like Latanzio, the coach said, like, we we played the same players for three games and we lost, so we're going to change it up a little bit. He, he definitely gave a different look. Even did sub in Ben Bender late as sort of for Vargas as kind of like a um, see out the game type of mode, which I don't really think Ben Bender's the kind. Of, I don't know why. Like, sure, if you look at the funniest thing about this game is if you look at the Sofa Score, if you go to Sofa Score and look at the pressure map, legitimately for the last thirty-five minutes of the game, it's all a green bar towards the Orlando pressure side. Like yeah. Charlotte was just sitting back and just like waiting and waiting and waiting to concede, but thankfully they never did. So Yeah. Well our good friend Bob Orangefly will be happy to hear that Ben Bender is is alive and well. Ben Bender's alive. Ben Bender is alive. Is he back? We don't know, but he's he's working on being back, you know. Yeah. Um Toronto gets the uh, two 0 win over Miami. Uh, didn't watch this game, but I know the two midfielders, Osorio and Mark Anthony K, got goals. Uh, yeah, they what were I total, heard, they were Toronto just, just kind of dumb. What's that? They were both total flute goals. Like just, uh, it, it was un, you know kind of <laughs> interesting, unduplicatable goals is what I would call those. But yeah. hey, what, what do I know? Yeah, I I heard. I I mean I have a few contacts with the Miami reporters, and they were basically saying the first half was pretty bad. 
Toronto was the better team and Drake calendar made a few good saves for him, uh, but just couldn't keep going in the second half. Um, so I, I didn't really watch too much of this. Osorio is still a cheat code and I still don't understand why everybody on the planet doesn't own a Jonathan Osorio. We know you do love Osorio for sure. I, I love, I love my Jonathan that. Osorio. Someone got really mad because they wanted they wanted no story from first place in midweek, right? I see someone complaining. Okay, yeah. okay. first place is a little much for a story. Like, let's not be too crazy. But like the dude, the dude is is amazing. He's a great person. He's been in Toronto his whole career. He's from Toronto. Love to see him. Played in a World Cup for Canada. Like that wasn't even a thing like four years ago. All right, Dallas beats Kansas City two to one. Uh, our our guy Alan Velasco gets uh, gets on the score sheet, scores a goal. Uh, Kansas City Kansas City does not know how to take penalties whatsoever. Um, and for some reason, the announcers for the game were trying to convince everyone that Martin Pies should be the uh, player of the game. Uh, because he saved the two penalties, despite the fact that he gave away the penalty in the first place and then was off his line saving the first penalty, which is why they had to retake the second penalty. So, yes, he did save two penalties, but he also was responsible for both of those penalties being taken. So if you just put me back there, I think the same score line happens. So I don't see how he's player of the game. Um, the uh, yeah, okay. go ahead. I don't don't understand what's happening there with sport in Kansas because they brought in that Tim uh, Leibold, Leibold, butchering names again. Um, why is he not playing? Anyone know? Because uh... he, he he was absolutely amazing at HSV um, in the German league. He was like a, a like the modern day full fullback kind of thing, and now he just doesn't doesn't even get a game. I was looking all preseason. I think he got half an hour of a game and subbed off. He uh, he was not on the bench, so it might be some sort of an injury there or something. Because he wasn't on the bench in this game, uh, and mm-hmm. you don't just bench Graham Zusi, so that's that's rules <laughs> can't do that. Um, yeah, Kiri Shelton starting multiple games this year is a sign of how bad Kansas City is, uh, is doing sure. so far. Uh, they still don't have Caddy uh, Kinda back. They still don't have um, Alan Polito back. Um, right. They still are without Johnny Russell. Uh, so it's just it's just kind of hold on time for Kansas City. Um, I mean, Eric Tommy's really good. I'll give him that. Yeah, Shallow scored. I'm, I'm never a Shallow fan, but like Shallow's he's starting to grow on me a little bit. Yeah, Shallow is crushing it this year for sure. Yeah, he's starting to grow on me a little bit. Uh, Even yeah, his AA SKC, points are picking up. SKC is, I don't know. I don't, I don't think they're – I don't think they're where they need to be injury-wise yet before I start not picking against them. Um, but Ferreira and Velasco, both on the score sheet. Um, Nikosi Tafari had a a good game, and this is uh, week number one of us asking for Sorare to change the name of Nikosi Tafari uh, to Nikosi Tafari on Sorare. It'd be um, nice. So Hopefully will, the new cards have that. I don't know. That I mean, will continue until the name is changed. We will just continue to keep a counter. Yeah. On how long that takes, because there's a whole backstory behind that. If you want to go look it up, you you absolutely can. Um, one note: Paxton Pomacall came off injured in this game, which I thought was Not a real good. shame, because he has had a really nice start to the season so far. He's been playing a little higher. He's racking up some AA. He's still U23. He's got all the talent in the world. He was doing uh, the damn thing. For sure. He was, yeah. He's starting to look good, and uh, yeah, it looked like a hammy to me. So I'm thinking. Probably about a month, uh, a month for him. Um, that's probably all for that game. I think Dallas should generally beat Kansas City at home most of the time. Uh, so I don't think too much of a surprise there. Maybe a little bit of a surprise to some. Houston beats Austin two nil uh, at mm-hmm. home, and uh, I know I know you're an Austin guy, uh, Trippin. Is this what is it, Champions League fatigue or what? What are we? Sure. Well, are we concerned yet? That why not? Yeah, sure. Are if we that's concerned? Yeah. Are you concerned uh, about Austin? Awesome awesome. Yeah, it's it's not looking great. Yeah, still don't have that. I mean, Alex Ring is is trying as a center back, but man, he's they great scores, but he's just not really delivering in the real life. Yeah, they need Cascante back so badly. Zardes did not start this game. They went with Maxi Rudy up top. 
Shit, that was interesting. Yeah, well, if you saw Zardis's last game, that's probably not not the bit. Like you can probably tell why. You, you don't want to get on the hate list, so just be careful. Bad Zardis. <laughs> uh, Zardis was horrible. Zardis Zardis Oof. looks absolutely awful in Austin. Like it's it's a damn shame. Like he's I'm not gonna say he's he's he could turn it around. I I was ready to throw in the towel on Iguain in Miami last year, and then he tu- he turned it on, had a great finish to the season. Zardis looks like dog shit right now on austin fc so that's mm. sorry come come at me Zardis fan club i have to speak it like it is <laughs> you just made the list <laughs> yeah no uh no, we'll see how that how that turns out we'll probably get some mean tweets or something about it um all right houston talk to me mini me what, what do we see because obviously hector herrera uh big name oh, he's just so good in it just yeah just bleeding it recently you know yeah even doing bad he gets good scores even when they're losing he gets you know like which they do uh, a lot they do a lot of losing well he's in in pounds you know in if it's 0.0083 for me that's a bargain you know he's taking everything he's taking penalties he's taking uh every set piece he's taking them all if he keeps well, this look- up this is houston well, and this is houston texas and the dude is what thirty some thirty mid thirty somewhere in there. Yeah, like, but he's a, he's like already a legend. Like he, you know, thirty two. Because he's from Mexico, and his his history with the Mexican national team has a huge built in like just like fan base in in Houston that is like lifting him up to higher levels. I, f- I think he's. I, I was gonna I say. Know, I don't want to. Maybe I'm trying to jinx him, but I think he's gonna do really well. Continue to do well. He, he seems to like you know he, he missed. It looks like he missed a lot of. The, the the end of last MLS season through an injury or something. Yeah, he just, just came like, in. You know, he came in late last year, and he was still kind of like adjusting to the league. Yeah. Well, even last year, you know, his first three games, he, he dropped. You know, off the bench, six point nine AA, six point seven. Mm-hmm. You know, he started with a, a you know, like say the adjusting, but then he hit a sixty three, a seventy two, and then what? The last three games, two ones Cincinnati, still got a ninety three overall. You know, the three nil to New England still got a sixty nine. I just think for his price, you know, he got a goal in this game as well, which gave him a ninety two for his yeah. price. He just absolute. It's a cheap fifty four cost. Too cheap. Yeah, game. our our guy, uh, our guy John from Predictology is a big Hector Herrera fan. Picked up the super rare and has been texting me every single week. Ah, I told you about Hector Herrera. And I'm I'm starting to buy a little bit. Maybe maybe Ben Olsen can get the most out of him. But what we saw from Herrera in the first few games of his MLS career was not not great, not really great at all. Um, so maybe maybe this is the sign. Maybe this is him turning it around. But I just have concerns about being 32 well, in Houston, Texas, game, and putting up 30 AA. Your concerns will be allayed if you watch his highlights and his. his uh, I didn't watch last night, but I've watched him earlier this year. And then well, I this is not nine. This is not ninety degree Texas. So I'm just that. That's my concern is that. But it's ninety degrees in to, Texas. Well, yeah, but to, to, Texas. to be fair, he, he was in Spain as well, which is Europe's one of Europe's hottest countries. Um, but the, even you know, like sure. I was saying, reverting back to the the step down that he's took from you know Atletico. Mm-hmm. He's he seems like he's come in and he's been given by the manager that like this is you, you know you're the god now you do this you know you do that you do that and it just seems like I don't think if you're the main man at a team you generally get even on the passing scores he's going to get high passing mm-hmm. scores isn't he because everyone wants to just give him the ball exactly so, yeah and this stuff. is this is Ben Olsen who had Wayne Rooney in DC and put him in a similar role. So it can work. I'm not saying it can't. I'm just saying Wayne Rooney lasted like six months of being good. And then he was old and remembered that he was old. So I, I just, I think he's going to be very good short term. Yeah. I don't know how long term. I don't know how long Life problems. So. That, that's where uh, I think allegedly, but he's is. now back in DC. So <laughs> yeah, well, he, he had the problems, didn't he? And I think, I think for for an English person, if you you know going over to America, obviously the climate's completely different. Especially because Wayne Rooney, obviously Manchester United, that's where I'm from. We are notorious for for rain and stuff like that. So you know, over there, we probably did. He, 
he's probably gone over there, Rooney, and seen it as a holiday, and he's probably just thought, why am I even playing football? It's a holiday. <laughs> he probably he probably put the brakes on and gone. Whereas, you know, Herrera, if he keeps on being fed that you are the best, you're the goal, keep it going. I could see him going at least for a season, two seasons. For sure. Yeah. It's, I mean, by, it's kept Nico Lodero going, so, so might as well work for Herrera. Also. Seattle is not in Texas, but okay. I don't know. We'll see. I, <laughs> I mean, they, again, not, they play again, road short games. term. They play road games it. and they play at night. I mean, they, you, it's not that hot at seven thirty at night. I mean, it's going to be okay. Eh, it's still Texas. Um, all right. So we've buried the lead far enough into the show. Now uh, the greatest team to ever set foot on a football pitch has won another one. They're now four. Now St. Louis, uh, St. Louis city smashes San Jose uh, Klaus back on the score sheet. Again, Giacchini on the score sheet as well. Didn't watch this one because I knew it was going to be over before it even kicked off. Um, Grueso got an injury. That was that was a kind of a storyline for San Jose. But uh, yeah, I mean, any thoughts on on St. Louis and the greatest show on turf? Aren't these the new boys in the league? Yep, this is their first ever season. They're four and zero. No team's <laughs> ever started four and zero. Literally weren't even a team last everyone year. Up. Yeah, literally yeah. weren't a team last year. Uh, just built a team completely from scratch with no preceding team whatsoever. And, uh, and yeah, they just run the league now. They're the greatest I told team you on, on the planet. Find a way. I, to- I told you we'd find a way to break the league. <laughs> we, we a little, a little different, different city, but um, I know you're a big, you're a big St. Louis guy there, Dan. I know you're a big fan of them. You think it'll keep uh, going. Yeah. Tell me. What were they saying? If you can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all. I will just say that the, they aren't technically quite what you said in terms of a team made out of scratch that never played before because a lot of the core guys on their team did play in MLS next. last year in MLS That's true. Pro. That's so true. I just want to point that out and say that That's they true. to build a Thank lot Thank God of Roman Berkey got those MLS from. Next Pro appearances. That's all I'm going to say. And uh, Really set them up. luck in their next match. <laughs> four straight wins for st louis no one in mls history has started their franchise with four straight wins uh so I kudos to them i, I completely didn't believe in them at all yeah. he's not even doing that much though is he really well he did he did in the not particularly the they're just game. scoring three goals a game i'm gonna say he did in the portland game he had a bit to do but in the game you know last night he's, he's just done nothing he's, he's just kind of stood there must be something in the defense. I, I need a couple of cards. I need to watch it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, St. Louis just rolling people. Colorado, their season is effectively over. They lose at home to a Reynosa-less Minnesota team. And also, Jack Price probably tore his Achilles from what it looked like last night, uh, which basically means that their season is over and they're probably going to finish in last place. Um I don't know. I don't have too much else to say. I'm very bitter about Colorado because they were a team that I had high hopes for. And just like I was talking about how much Jao Paulo meant to Seattle, Jack Price means even more to Colorado and looks like he's probably done. So, yeah, I mean, he hadn't really been playing this year anyway, but he uh, is probably done for a while now. I think at first I thought Wayne Rooney was going to be the uh, uh, first manager sacked in MLS, but now I think, we have to take a long look at Frazier in Colorado. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think it's Frazier. Uh, if it's not Frazier, it's Ezra Hendrickson in Chicago. That's my bet. But uh, maybe, doing it. maybe Peter Hermes, if KC just keeps completely nah, not be, doing anything. Talking to even contemplate. Yeah. I don't know. Colorado, though, is going to be last. They're going to be the worst team in the league, I think. They look bad. Plenty of cards. You see Colorado on your matchup page for you guys. Yeah. Yes, exactly. especially if you're at home against Colorado, which oddly enough, Austin is next week. So start your Austin oh, boys next week. Team, yeah. yeah, Minnesota. Um, yeah, I, I don't you're think that they realize that they don't have Emmanuel Reynoso. They've just got seven points in three games and they're sitting in fifth place with one less game played than everybody else. Absolutely. Cool. Yeah, I don't get that. I don't get it. But um they did it. And then the late game, LA Galaxy and Vancouver played to a very exciting 1-1 draw. Uh, there was something about a handball in this game with Dejan Jovalic, but I don't, I didn't see it or see a highlight of it or even know what anybody's talking about. Takeoka. Uh, Vancouver. Thickest saves I've ever seen in this game. Yeah? Yeah. 
he's really good. Yeah. He's good at this goalkeeping thing. Um, I also saw uh, Julian Gressel take a beautiful free kick uh, that Ryan Gold kind of faked everybody out on. So I thought that was, that was neat. Um, Yeah. Galaxy struggle box right now. Really, really struggling. You can't beat Vancouver at home. They lost lost Jonathan Bond and he was, his arm was in a Oh yeah. True. Bond is now out, which means it's Klisman time. Listen, little Johnny Klinsman should not even be allowed to play in MLS, but yeah. for some reason he is. Uh, the disrespect he showed Landon Donovan and the travesty of his dad's reign as coach of the USN's men's national team, he should have been banned from the league. But other than that, uh, it's not looking good for the Galaxy. Maybe <laughs> they know. go sign. Maybe they go sign Bill Hamid. Yeah, I big, big Bill. Maybe Big Bill's available. Big Bill's out there. Um, you know doing crazy cryptic vague tweets and uh yeah. I need to come home. Didn't didn't work in Scotland. They didn't want him. So, yeah, cool. Uh yeah, LA Galaxy, two points from the first three games. Uh Ricky Pooch not really not really off the mark yet. I still feel like at some point Ricky Pooch is going to get hot and just be great, but I don't know if it's going to be enough to carry them to a playoff spot. To he's, be fair. He's no Tiago Almada, that's for sure. Yeah, I, everyone laughed at me when I said the Galaxy wouldn't make the playoffs, and here we are. Um, any thoughts about uh, about the uh, the Galaxy or Vancouver there, Mindy? I just think they need to... Uh, that was where Zlatan was, weren't they? Yeah, Zlatan was in yeah. the Galaxy. I, th- I think they just need to bring him out, don't they? Resign him. <laughs> That'd be one him. way to do it. Well, he missed I the mean, they got, night, they got he? Ricky... They got Ricky Pooch, who's 23 and from Barcelona. Like, Yeah, but I don't know. I, I've always, I, I think there's been great players that have come out of Barcelona's academy, but they do produce some absolute deadwood, don't they? And then, you know, they all, all go somewhere and they're like, oh, they've came out of La, La Massa or La Mesa or whatever it is. And it's oh, the next big thing. And they just, yeah. why? Because they've come out of one place. That's 100% true. I mean, he he played for Barca's first team, though. Yeah, but not I a think, lot. But he was like a rotational player for Barca's first team. Yeah, but at the time, weren't they like you know drowning in two? Well, they still are, aren't they? Two two billion pounds worth of debt. So you you know <laughs> look, look look at Gavi and Pedri. Yeah, they are world class players. But would have they ever got the shot if they weren't in such debt? You know what I mean. You, you, you know, I, mean, I don't think you're thing. keeping Pedri off the field. No, it doesn't no, matter how much debt no you have. He's not playing today. Yeah. That dude, that dude's pretty good. Not on the yeah, day. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, he's still hurt, but that's okay. No, no worries. No, He'll no, be back. You see what I mean, though? It's like you know, like how I look at it is, is Manchester City. If if we were in debt now and we had to sell like Kevin De Bruyne and people like that, then you know, the, our youngsters that are going to come up, they're going to be like, oh yeah, he's great. So just, we'll sell you to LA Galaxy for however many million. And it's just a paycheck in it really for them, for, for Barca. Whereas I just think that a, a couple of these La Massa graduates have just gone on to go nowhere. And yeah, it just, I mean, you're never going to get all of them right. That's for sure. Um, you always, you always have some duds in the, uh, from the academy ranks. People just don't pan out for whatever reason. Um, so yeah, that was pretty much everything from week four, looking at the standings, Atlanta sits in first place in the East, followed by new England and Cincinnati in the West. It's the greatest show on turf and LAFC and Seattle are in second and third after their draw. Um, thank you so much to Mindy me for coming on to the show here. No uh, do you want to, where, where can the people find you? They're looking for you. Um, just mini me in YouTube. Um, I do also have socials, Twitter, mini me. Um, so ju- just fire over there. I'm always active. Um, I'll trying to put up as much content as I can, but it's um, uh, I kind of done one of them things of yeah, I'm gonna really get into this. I'm gonna really do it, and then it comes to the editing part, and you sat there for three hours editing, and you're like, <laughs> <"Right."> <laughs> um, <laughs> these daily episodes have gone down to like you know maybe one every three days kind of thing because you sat there for so long. So yeah, yeah, the editing is never any fun behind the scenes. No. Um, yeah, appreciate you coming on. Thank you so much for uh, for doing so. Tripping. Have a wonderful rest of your week. See you back next week.